Hello, everybody. Welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people by creative people. I'm your host, Christopher Talon, and today I talked to Alfonso Seville from the band Heart Sick. They are a metal band from Lansing, Michigan. Um, I don't know if you like punk rock, if you like heavy metal, if you like people that can sing melodically and also just scream their guts out. This is a band for you. Um, they've been rocking for almost 20 years. They used to be No Life. Now they're heart sick. The, pretty much the same band uh, since the beginning with a couple different drummers. Um, they're going to tell you what uh, bands are doing right now in COVID when they can't get out and uh, support themselves the normal way and uh, all the things that they've got coming up hopefully in the future. Uh, you know. God willing, this thing ends soon enough and these guys can get back out to rocking in the fall. Uh, either way, get out there, check out Heartsick. Uh, look in the show notes. You can find all their contact info, find them on social media, see their website and everything else. And uh, enjoy the interview with Alfonso Seville from Heartsick. I feel you, man. I'm just glad you're here now. No, I'm glad to be here for sure. And it's just funny, like, because you say that and I'm like, yeah, I get it. But then I look across the room to like, our buddy Shane, who like does photography for us and like starting to help manage the band. And he's like, he's got his shit together, man. That guy plans like everything. But then, then again, his wife is like, I work with his wife and she's like super boss lady. So I guess it makes sense. But for me, man, nah, bro. Like you're, you're, you're like, you're asking a lot out of me to plan some shit, but I'll do it. It just, it takes you getting used to. So with the band then, um, who does most of the the booking stuff, or do you guys have someone else outside of the band completely that does that now? Um, yes and no. It's uh, it's a little kind of like a both. Like I still do booking for the band if it's regional stuff. Um, yeah, but that's been a lot less and less. Um, it's become more taken over by our booking agent um his name is nick bell um and he's been able to kind of take over a lot of like the actual out of state kind of booking but even then i'll still do a lot of it um but you know to to be flat out honest i mean i need to stop you know just because again like i have a lot like of it's just too much stuff no, yeah, that, like, I have a lot of character flaws, and a character flaw of mine is just, I'm just way too nice, you know? And oh, it's okay. like, if you ask to book my band, like, I'm just like, yeah, man, sure. Like, <laughs> I, you know, we're not, like, I'm an old school, like, heavy metal, hardcore punk rock kid. Like, I grew up, you know, I was born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, you know, I was born in 81, grew up all through the 80s, and then the 90s were my teenage years. So, you know, punk was really big and, you know, new metal was starting to become big. And like, so I really adapted to like the really punk rock kind of attitude, you know? So I still, I'm a firm believer in like, fuck it, man, we'll play wherever you want. You want me to play in your backyard? I'll fucking play in your backyard. Just bring everybody. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just here to throw down, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I have to look at it. And the other perspective from the people that help advise us and that are part of our team that want us to succeed, it, you know, it, there's a certain level of professionalism that you have to kind of keep to sort of push that like other level of, well, 
these guys are actually here. They're not down here. And although I feel the band is a little higher on, on the totem pole these days, I still am really have that. Like I said, and, and this actually it's most of the whole band, all of us still have this sort of punk rock ethos that, you know, worst. I mean, nine times out of 10, you ask us to play a house party. We're going to play it, man. Like we just love that shit. But then there's like, then there's that perception of like, well, why is this band like still playing like basement shows and house shows and blah, 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 more so than playing these really big venues. So it becomes hard. So for me, it's, you know, it's become a lot harder to book per se, because I'll just say yes to anything. Like I just want to play, man. Like I straight don't give a shit about money. I straight don't give a shit about like clout or like, I don't care, dude. I just, I just want to go out there and just rip the head off the snake, so to say, and get on stage and just do it. But there's, there's another side to that. And for as, as noble as that is, there's the other side of like, there's the business side in which there is a perception and there is a way to be professional and still be able to have that sort of, you know, that genuine sort of personality, but also have people respect you and understand that you're at a certain level now. So we've have, now we do have a booking agent um, that does book a lot of our uh, regional shows and a lot of our out of state shows and our, our tours for sure. I'm not booking tours anymore. I can, but I'd rather not. Um, I help with dates if need be, but he's pretty good at getting all of them for us. Um, but you know, I'm still struggling to let go of the reins. You know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm so used to having the reins on everything. Like this band has always been DIY. Like we've never, we never really had like a real record deal or anything that like was really like professional. You know what I'm saying? Like we never were like signed to like some label that really did a lot or anything like that. So we've always been really DIY. And when you become DIY and you come from a, a DIY sort of mentality, you, you adapt to a lot of things that are great that make you a great sort of on the fly person at the same time. It also, sort of hinders your ability to seem professional so um you know i'm trying to let go of the reins it's been hard <laughs> it's been really hard but slowly but surely i'm learning how to do that yeah well that's good and the more i mean like you sound like you don't think of your band as a business but like when you think about like you know kind of like you've got a brand you got a base you want to grow that base then yeah that all does make sense because I'm trying to think who was that it was one of my wife's friends was um started a photography business and she was new in this town and she was like all right well i'm gonna put all my prices just a little bit lower than what everyone else is setting theirs at and she wasn't getting any business and she talked to somebody else and they're like you know if you want to get more business you actually have to charge more and they'll be like oh this must be a higher quality and she's like well that okay and she started charging more money and she started getting more business and it was all that perception thing. You know what I'm talking like you're talking about. So it makes I mean, sense. I, I get it. But like, like you said, sometimes you just want to go rock and have fun too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that I don't think of the band as a business. Cause I'm definitely very business minded. Like, right. Right. I am. I've, but that's I not where your much, head's at is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Like I very much, you know, have a lot to do with what, with what happens with the band. You know, if, 
most, you know, all the socials are me. I'm controlling all the socials and, you know, I'm, a lot of the videos and the concepts and stuff. I have a big hand in the writing process, you know. Um, so a lot of the creativity I'm very involved in, you know, same with the guys, but I just involve myself a lot in it. So for me, it's more so like I see the band as a business, but it's just like, like at the end of the day, man, it, I'm just, I'm sort of like, I'm sort of my own worst enemy in certain aspects because I'm also very invested in just being genuine and being, and being real and, and, and forthright. So it's like, I still want to do things because of the art, not because of the money that we could potentially make or whatever, you know, and it's like, and that's tough to balance for me. I, you know, I can't speak for everybody in my band, but I know that for me, it's very hard to find that sort of balance in where I feel we're being genuine, but also being business minded, which is why we really need like management and a manager because I'm a fucking sap, man. Like I'm, <laughs> you know, I just want to help everybody. So it's like, it's not hard to pull on my heartstrings, man. It really isn't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I need somebody to be like, shut up. I got this. You must be a little bit, uh, a little bit more savvy than you give yourself credit, though, because you guys have been doing this for. I was trying to remember how long, because I've known Waylon since like maybe right about the time we started high school, and then shortly after the band I was in kind of fell apart. I think is when you guys started. So yep. what have you guys been doing this like sixteen? Not man, twenty years, bro. Twenty years. Damn. Yeah, the band started in the band started September of 2000. It will be 20 years September of 2020. Wow. You guys yeah. well you know depending on what what's going to be open and what's not are you guys going to try to plan on doing something big if they'll let you? Yeah, we're trying. Um the idea right now is to just get this like vinyl release of our current record sleep cycles trying get that out but you know that's taken a hit because of the whole coronavirus thing right so that was supposed to be out now excuse me but uh it's looking like realistically august is when we'll have the vinyl done and with us and you know we have we're planning something to do with that and maybe the 20 year anniversary of the band and stuff uh, in August, but you know, it's like, who, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. You know, I think in certain aspects with what's happening with this whole COVID thing, it's, it's good for bands like us who are underground yet have a built following to be able to kind of have like a leg up, so to say on the touring bands that have a lot of tours coming, you know, that they've just shot all their tours into 2021 because that opens the door to bands like us that still have a a sense of like community within their fan base as well as a decent fan base, but also needs to still grow. So it's like we'll we'll be the only shows happening. So I'm interested to see what's gonna happen in the quote unquote local regional scene, depending on how things go, because there's not gonna be any national bands touring realistically. And that opens up the gates to bands like us who people 
are already chomping at the bit to go to shows and want to go out and get out of their houses or whatever. So it just all depends. Like if by August shows can happen again, then you bet your ass we're going to go ahead with something cool and fun and big for, you know, the fans. Cause I mean, shit, man, it's been the last time we played a show, I think was like right at the beginning of March, I think was the last show we played. I want to say it was March you know i don't even know bro i think it was like march 7th or something like that like the last show we did i don't even remember yeah so i mean we haven't played a show at all since march yeah i was supposed to come to the last show that um got canceled like at the last second the day of now yeah yeah, that that was the show that was the last show we did technically was that show because we just did an impromptu like live feed but I mean, shit, we haven't had a show even before that, realistically, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's going to be, I mean, right now, I'm not, I'm not very, uh, I'm not very hopeful that shows are going to happen anytime before August. I would be very surprised if they did. Very yeah. surprised. I hope so, man. Because when I, just for live music again in general, but when I was, gonna come see you guys i was like excited because i remember and i don't know man if you guys have slowed down in your old age or not but i remember man you guys used to just jump and stomp and like throwing their guitars around like if those straps weren't on good those things would go in the eighth row you know what i'm saying oh Oh, dude we still do man we don't you don't we don't mess around man we don't you know i don't care how old i am i'm still gonna do that i'm i'm young and spry at heart my knees and my back hate it but ain't stopping me you know um i think like uh you know we just it's just how we like express ourselves and how we feel so we still do that like you know it we we still complain if we can't if we feel like we didn't move around enough like we get mad at each other like ourselves not like at individual people in the band but we're like you know Waylon comes off stage you know if he's on a stage that like he couldn't do much or like his bass started messing up and he's like, he's not pissed that like the bass cut out. He's pissed that he couldn't like move, you know, which is funny to me, you know, it's sort of like the, the, the opposite of what you would think, you know, he'd be mad. Oh, my bass was cutting up. And it was like, no, my, I just, I couldn't do anything, man. Like I was too focused on my bass, like that. I couldn't move, you know? So we, we still feel that, you know, we're still, you know, everybody in this band is still, doing it because it's fun man like that's number one it's uh it's like there's no reason to to do something that you're not having fun doing or that you love you know what i'm saying like and we still when we're on stage and you see that from back in the day till now that's because we still love doing it it's still fun you know it really is and i i know that i can speak for the rest of my band members and myself that like you know we're just going to keep doing it. You know, I'm, you know, I've reserved to myself to the fact that, you know, I'm going to die old and gray next to Jared and Waylon and, and, and Jake, you know, that's just how it's going to be. Like, those are my best friends and, and I'm going to be doing geriatrics with those guys <laughs> trying to still play our songs at like 80, you know? Right. Having band practice and then going and doing your pool exercises. <laughs> that's right, bro. Our kids are going to be like 30 years old just going stop embarrassing me you know uh that's awesome um can i ask you just kind of do like a 
we'll do a quick breakdown of like the history of the band. Absolutely. So, Ask whatever you want, man. Open book. No questions off limits. All right, man. So going into the 20th year, at the beginning, the band was called No Life. And then you guys changed the name of the band. But at the time, like it wasn't, there was no lineup change. Well, you guys have had, okay, I'm getting all over the place, bro. Let's start from the beginning. It was No Life. It was um, the same three guys that are up front and you guys had a different drummer, right? Yes. So the band has always been the three guys up front, myself, Jared, and Waylon. We've always been the band. That's always been the core of the band. Now we've had different band members. We've had fill-ins. And we've had permanent band members that quit, then came back, that quit again. But the main three people in the band have always been myself, Jared, and Waylon. Okay. And then you guys um, were No Life. You guys toured a lot as No Life, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We I mean, we were touring as No Life since like like straight day one, man. Like the whole point. Like when we when we started this band, the whole point was – play shows man and have fun like there, there was never a uh a hesitation on like oh well what do you you know how do we want to approach the band i think everybody from day one was just like oh yeah we're definitely playing shows and touring like that's just that's just a given you know yeah well all right i don't know if i told you or Waylon this story before but i went to see a band called pepper when they played it in florida when i was living in florida and uh, they were part of the Jägermeister tour. Yeah, and I saw this poster. I remember that like, Yeah, and I saw this poster that was like, "Check out the other Jägermeister bands." And I was looking up there, and I was like, "No life." And I was like, "The fuck out of here!" I know that. No, what? So <laughs> it's funny. So you guys did that, and you guys were going um, kind of all over the place, right? As no life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, like I said, I mean the whole goal of the band when even when we started the band was to play shows i mean that's always what we wanted to do um i don't think any of us realistically thought that this band was gonna go on and do the things that it's done in the amount of time that it's been especially the things that we've done as a band that's never had a record deal in their life you know or like a a, a, a serious well-known record deal like you know if you would have asked any of us if we were going to be sponsored by jägermeister and open up for slipknot or do whatever else as like essentially like you know a local band we would have been like yeah right you know like but it's happened and you know it's it's interesting that we've been able to like to manage doing that you know well i think the interesting part too and that is like like you said, you did, haven't had anybody who's just kind of like grabbed you guys by the collar and is like, here, go this way, guys. You've kind of been doing it all yourselves. Um, like We've had like uh, match. We've had like people like management here and there. But, you know, unfortunately for us, anytime we've ever had people who have wanted to step up to the plate and try and sort of take over those reins, either they their life gets complicated and they just can't or they just like just kind of disappear you know it's always something man and it's never like a 
It's never like, well, you guys are just aren't performing the way that I want you two are doing well. It's the opposite. Like the band will be doing great and even better. And then it's like people just like, oh, I can't do this, you know, like. And, you know, we just were like, all right, whatever, man, you know, we'll just keep going. We just we were here. You we were here before you were, you know, it's still the three guys, you know, the, the core of the band has always been myself, Jared and Waylon, you know, so. And, you know, we've sort of had a rotating kind of seat in the drums. You know, we had our drummer, Matt, um, who, you know, we had our original drummer, Nick, and he quit. And then we got our drummer, Matt. Um, Matt passed away. And then um, we got Jake. Jake quit. Then we got our buddy, Justin. Justin quit kind of just his life got complicated he's got you know he's he's got kids and a wife and you know those were there before the band and touring the way that we wanted to tour became a lot harder for him so jake came back into the band jake you know sort of had some time to get his life together and whatever his decide what his priorities really wanted to be so we got jake back in the band and now jake is in the band and, you know, we're still great friends with Justin. If, you know, if, if Jake can't make a show or something, we would always call Justin. You know, our relationship with Nick is strained, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, I wish that guy nothing but the best, but the relationship is strained and will it ever be, will it ever be repaired? I don't know. I guess that's a, that's a question for him, not me. <laughs> yeah. That's weird that can happen though. Like I was in a band with a dude in high school. We got into a really, really big argument about the sound of the band. Like when the band started, I think everybody kind of just wanted to sound like Nirvana. You know what I mean? Like it was the first band that we were playing in front of people and we did a lot of Nirvana songs and stuff like that. And he was like, I kind of want us to sound more like Pantera. And we're all like, huh, that's, that's a little bit of a switch. And I was like, dude, I don't want to play quite that hard. And he was like, well, blah, 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 blah. And we ended up, I was like, you know what, dude, I quit. If you guys want to do that, that's fine. And ever since then, like to this day, if we saw each other, we'd probably be like, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird how, how those things happen, man. Like bands are really like, they are, they're really a test of like not only friendship, but like of like professionalism on top of um, like patience, you know, like you have to have a lot of patience to be in any friendship with people because, you know, you have to like understand or try and learn how to understand other people at the same time, you're trying to create art and something else. Um, You know, so we've been fortunate that with most of the band, members that we've had we've remained really good friends um it's just you know the situation with with our original drummer nick is really more so like me and him butting heads you know Uh, yeah i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and make myself seem like an angel i'm not you know like i have my flaws and i have my way of doing things and i have my sort of um you know ideas and he had his, but, you know, the way that those ideas and those, like, um, sort of 
routes that we wanted to take and how to approach those things on top of like personal opinions became complicated, you know, and it was a lot of butting heads, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, he decided that it wasn't for him and that's cool, you know, and that yeah, relationship better for everybody, right? Yeah. And you know, it's like that relationship just stayed strained. Um, you know, and I played my role in it and I accept my responsibility for sure. But then we have our drummer, Jake, who, again, me and him, we would butt heads a lot more than everybody. Cause you know, in the band, there's always that like sort of like leader or whatever it is, you know, and like, I'm the guy in the band that sort of needs to hold on to the reins and like tries to get the things done for the band. It's just, every band has that one or two people, you know? So for me, sort of a lot of decision-making, like the final decision-making de facto falls on me, you know, like everybody in the band gets a say, but like, I'm the guy like, okay, the band says, yes, let's do this. Um, so that can make it seem sometimes that like, you know, one person only wants it one way and it becomes very construed. And, you know, it's like, it's like a relationship, man, you know, your girlfriend or your wife just gets mad at you for something and it just spirals out of control. And you're like, what the fuck are you mad about? And, you know, so, you know, that happened sort of with Jake and then, but we made up and we figured out the differences and the problems and it's better for it, you know? So it's weird how those things kind of work out, you know, how one relationship will stay straight, but the other one will work right. itself out. You know? Well, some of that probably just maturity too, but yeah, you no, know, it's. <clears throat> I wonder if there isn't something to the, like the the drummer frontman relationship, because I've heard people like um, not that you guys sound anything like the Dave Matthews Band, but I heard uh, one interview sometime where uh, I think it was Dave Matthews was saying that him and the drummer, like by far, go at it as far as like musical direction or creative direction or whatever and i wonder if there's not something too like the element of control like because when you're up in front and you're in the microphone like you are the face and the voice of the band more or less but when yeah. you're playing the drums you're kind of like you're kind of like driving the car you know what i mean you count off the song if somebody starts playing a little too fast like you look at them and they look at you and they're like oh i'll get back with you now you know what i mean like so i don't know I don't know. It's, that wasn't a really question. That was just a weird thing to. Oh yeah, I think I think <laughs> it's just really like drummers happen to be very creative too. I think you know, yeah. and then singers is just a facto. Like you're the like front man, so people just assume certain things about like oh well, you know it's like you know it's uh, the, the the age old argument of is the music more important than the than the vocals or is the vocals more important than the the music it's like at the end of the day i think obviously they all go together but for whatever reason people are drawn to the vocals on a song it's like the reason you know like ask anybody to tell you a led zeppelin song and they're probably going to tell you more so the lyrics and they are going to like be like oh that one part in that song they're, but they're going to be like you know the lyric you know or whatever so it's it's one of those things I think, but I think that both a lot of drummers are also very creative. You know, they're, they're very, they can play guitar, they can play instruments, they can sing. Um, on the other hand, singers sometimes are very one dimensional. 
you know, some yeah, singers I mean, don't really do more than sing and play guitar or something. It's very, it, you know, it's very rare to have a guy like Prince, who's an amazing singer, but also <laughs> right, right, right. who's an amazing guitar player, you well, know, arguably one of the best in the world, you know. Dude, I heard something crazy. Like that guy was not just proficient, but like a master at something like over a dozen instruments. Oh, that, that, that guy was, that, that guy wasn't human, man. That guy was, the people that he hired for his band were like perfect, but he yeah. was better than them. Yeah. <laughs> if that yeah. tells you anything, it's, like he was better than like his bass player and Sheila E. Like he was better than his drummer. Who's like yeah. Sheila E was like a legend, but he was better than her. And she was even like, yeah, I can't play like Prince. The, you know? the weird thing is, is I think because of a lot of his like really good stuff came out, in the synthesizer era, a lot of people aren't going to be able to shake that sound, that synthesizer that comes in there. But man, if you listen to some of the guitar riffs, like, uh, um, oh, what's the one? Uh, Let's go crazy. Oh yeah, get nuts. Yeah, yeah. That guitar riff rocks. Like you oh, hear all this, dun, 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 but underneath there is like, down, 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 down. like he's you rocking, can, man. You can teach an, you can teach an entire class on just one prince album and still have like 80 hours worth of stuff to study in it you know like the guy was a genius man the guy was the guy was on another level too and he looked better than your girlfriend and can steal your girlfriend <laughs> go figure right he'd make her outfit look better and still get her exactly bro. <laughs> all right so we're kind of jumping around i hope it doesn't bother you it doesn't bother me i'm a little add though um, so then you guys went from no life to heart sick. Was there a creative change that you guys wanted to do? Like when you went from like, this was our no life sound, this is our heart sick sound, or did you just kind of feel like the name didn't work for you? Name didn't work, um, anymore. It felt, uh, it was like a few things. One, um, I felt a little dated um two it was a way to honor our late drummer who hated the name and wanted to change it anyway um and three very 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 surface level maybe some like some like change of style but that was never the plan i think i think the change in style has just evolved just by the music that we like on top yeah. of wanting to to create more in-depth music excuse me but still more palatable but still remain relevant and i think that if we would keep if we were to keep writing songs you know the way no life was writing songs it would be fine but it would be pigeonholed and i don't think anybody wanted us to do that. but we've never been a band that wanted to be pigeonholed anyway like we want we know we're a heavy band. We all love heavy metal. We want to be a heavy band. That's never changed. But the dynamics on where the heavy would be has always been sort of inter- intertwined by all of our influences, you know? Um, so I think that we just want to experiment. I mean, if you listen to our self-titled record, Heartsick, the, f- the first record we did as Heartsick, like there's 16 songs on that and not a single song sounds the same. You know, they yeah. don't sound... Every song sounds like it could be in a different genre of metal, but then you listen to this record and it's 
a little bit more focused um, because that's important too. You want to have that focus. You know, it's like very few bands can go out there and make a a very eclectic record and it's going to work for them every time. You know, most people and unfortunately just people in general just need like direction. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, you can kind of deviate a little bit from your sound within a record, but you still got to stay with it, you know? Yeah. Well, I thought you guys had a awesome record. The the last one that you put out, well, that was the first one you put out as heart sick, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a self-titled. And then oh. now we have sleep cycles, which we've had for just over a year now. Record came out in 2019, February, 2019. So it's been out for a year and, what three months or something like that right okay that's the one that i've been listening to a bunch lately then that's the one that's got uh if i get any of the names wrong is it methylene blue yeah yeah that's got that uh what was the other song that on there that i listened to constantly to uh something casket uh oh heart sick has rose casket diary on it that okay that's a different song okay yeah that's on the first record but i mean that song could fit into sleep cycles now. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like that song could have been on this record, but you know, it was on the older record where we made 16 songs and that were all heavy, but they were all different variations of different styles of metal. You know, we've got death metal songs on there. We've got pop metal songs on there. We've got Southern metal songs on there. So, you know, shit, we got a hip hop song on there. So it's like, that record is very eclectic, and, but we liked it. It was fun and it was a great record for us. Well, yeah. And there's some songs on there, like where one minute you're forgive me. Cause it's going to sound terrible when I try to do it, but where you're like, <laughs> you know, doing your, like, yeah. just screaming. And then the next minute you sound like you're almost not like using a choir voice, but like just a very clean, like, yeah. Yeah. And then you go back and forth. It, it sounds almost like, the song starts out, it's going to be metal. Then it kind of sounds punk for a second. And then all of a sudden it just kind of turns into like this beautiful, um, I guess, metal orchestra of the instruments all just kind of like erupting into this thing and bringing you back into the song again. I love exactly. That. That's, and that's something that we really wanted to try there. And we did. And that was fun. And that's the whole point, man. It's the whole point is to have fun and make music that you enjoy, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think anybody in this band wants to make a record that people that is just going to cater to people. We want to make a record that we want to make, but that also people are going to like. You know, there's a yeah. balance there. It's again, it's it's that you know, sort of bringing it full circle. It's that that balance, the very very fine balance of like perception and and genuine, genuine being genuine. You know. Hmm. The last time that we tried to talk, you guys had just gotten out of the studio. Um, I'm curious, what uh, what kind of changes are people going to see from the last uh, couple records to this one? Just in terms, see, of like, ask the question one more time. Oh, I'm sorry, I got to get right up on this mic. I forgot. Um, no, yeah, good. What what kind of changes are are people going to hear in the record that you guys are working on right now? Oh shit, man! Uh, like, are you guys trying anything that's completely different that people are gonna go, "What?" Or did you change any no, I mean, songwriting like, methods at all? Or yes and no. Um, just more 
in depth, more experimental with like yeah. electronic sounds and with hip hop and with like lower tunings. But I think it's not going to be like, oh my God, what the hell is this? I think it's just right, going right. to, it's, it's, it's going to show an evolution of the songs, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's like super like out of left field. You know, I think it'll, it'll, if anything else, feel more honed in and more familiar. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear more of it. Do you guys have plans to drop any, like just one song here, one song there? Are you going to wait till you have a full finished product before you start? Um, dropping you know, the plan right now is I think like as the year rolls on, I think the plan is to release a new song and new video, probably sometime in October, uh, maybe later. I don't know. Um, it'd be, it'd be cool. But right now the record that we have sleep cycles is doing well and it's being noticed more and more. So we're trying to do as much with this record as possible. Like right now we're in the studio right now, uh, recording some live playthroughs with our guitar player. And then I'm going to hop off here in a minute and then do some vocal covers of just, you know, to put content out there for our YouTube channel. Um, you know, and then we're, we're shooting another video for, uh, songs on this, on this record, sleep cycles. We're, we're trying to do a bunch of different stuff and we're always trying to rotate who we work with, but still remain friends with those people and give everybody the business and try and give our friends business and kind of keep rotating who we work with to not just sort of fall into a routine but still know that those people are talented. So we're still milking this record for the most that we can, but I'm hoping that we can get something new out to people where it would make sense in October, because that's when for now the tour that we had planned in April has been rescheduled to October. So it would make a lot of sense to release something new for a tour that we're going to be doing in October to announce a new record. Will that work out in that way? I don't know. You know, maybe the vinyl will do really, really well and it'll make us just push the Sleep Cycles record a little further before we get into new territory. We'll see. As of right now, we have five new songs completely recorded and then we've got another like seven or eight written and then we're writing more. So, you know, whenever we can get back into the studio that we normally go to, we go record with our buddy Josh uh, in Midland, who's done a lot of really great bands and has had a lot of success in, in challenging us and changing the way that we do things in our style and understands how heavy we want to be. So we'll see. I don't know. But I'm thinking right now October would probably be the best time. Yeah. When I think about that stuff, I get, I guess, kind of ahead of um – you know, where the ball is right now, just because you guys aren't touring, uh, because you know, not by any choice of yours, but, um, so I'm thinking like, well, if you're not touring and you're in the studio, then you should be dropping something new. But like, this is the time that you guys were going to really be supporting sleep cycles. So besides like getting on your social media, what, what do you try to do to support that? Um, so right now, like I said, we're, we're in our buddy studio, uh, 1887 media and we're, uh, we're doing our guitar player is going to start doing some playthrough videos of our songs. So as our bass player, talk about the songs, you know, 
why we're doing certain things in the songs or how this part came up kind of thing. And then I myself am doing a few vocal covers, you know, because I've never done that before. It's kind of out of my comfort zone, but it, it seems kind of fun and people want to see what my voice can do outside of like heartsick. And it also shows like my capacity for the songs that I like for bands that have influenced me. So, you know, we're building up our social media, YouTube channel content right now. We've got a new video that we're going to be working on. Um, we're working on planning another live stream with again, our friends in 1887 media who've got some really awesome stuff that they can do with a lot of gear to make really awesome live media uh, um, streams happen to where they sound good. They seem professional. So we're working on another one of those. Uh, we're working on releasing some like live footage, kind of like you see on audio tree on channels like that. We're doing that as well. So just, you know, keeping busy, man, the, the, just because the world is sort of like on pause right now, it doesn't mean everybody stopped. It's just, there's just a different way of doing things, right. you know? So, yeah. So like, like I said, I mean, literally like, you know, in a few minutes when we're done here, I'm jumping in the fucking booth and like rocking out some fear factory, <laughs> you know? So that's awesome. Um, well, before we go, I just want to ask you a couple questions, kind of sure. more specifically about your creative process, if you don't mind. Sure. Of course. Typically, because I'm sure there's probably a little bit of both, but does the band usually come to you and say like, hey man, we've got this song, put some put some good lyrics down, or do you come to them and go like, hey guys, I've kind of got this thing that's structured in this way. Can you guys put something down for this? Um, You know, I'm I myself am very into writing songs and being creative. Um, I'm also very fortunate in where I have a little bit more time that I can get some stuff done. Waylon's got a, you know, Waylon's got a kid, um, you know, and he's got to take care of his kid. All of us work a lot of hours. I work two jobs. The rest of my band members all both work an insane amount. So it's hard sometimes for them to just kind of like sit at home and like just write a bunch of songs. So for me, I nine times out of 10, in recent years, I'm the one that comes to them and says, Hey man, I've got this idea for a song. I, I'm going to go record it in the studio as a demo. You guys want to come with and help me write it. And they're either sure. Or like, no, I got to work either way. I'll go do it, record it, show it to the guys. If they like it, it's going to make it onto a record. So we start learning it. If they don't like it, then whatever, it doesn't matter. No big deal. Um, right now we're trying a few different things in the creative process. Um, I still I'm a big fan of recording stuff and writing songs in a studio, but I'm also a big fan of writing songs as a band the way that we used to write them, which we haven't done in a while. Um, we adapted a new writing process in the last few years. Uh, so Waylon actually wanted to sort of go back and revisit how we would write songs before all of us together in a room by ourselves just writing a song. So we're going to experiment with that again and go back to that. Um, but in that aspect, it's like sort of, I usually come with the ideas as of late. It's never always been like that, but in recent years, that's been sort of how we do it. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause I've heard of some bands 
are exclusively one way or the other about like do the lyrics come first or the mu- does the music come first and it music really... always comes first for me yeah like, i'm just not somebody who can write lyrics and then put them to a song that is just that to me is like that might as well be like spaceship building man like that's <laughs> weird to me yeah i don't know if some people have to get the like the poetry out to find the song in the poetry but like yeah no if i was going to write something it's usually like ooh that sounds kind of catchy let me try to yeah. write something now that sounds good playing over that or, you know, singing exactly. over that. Um, <clears throat> and uh, then as far as like just writing, being a poet, because I mean, being a lyricist, some people don't consider that being a poet, but it absolutely is in my mind. Um, have you always been into writing like either poetry or stories or even just journaling? Or I've always been into journaling, really. Um, I haven't done a lot of writing as of the last few years but growing up in high school and all that yeah man i i wrote a lot man i used to like write every day um i should probably get back to doing that realistically but i'm more interested in writing guitar parts now and songs rather than like writing physical writing and i'll write after um but i still always have ideas in my head and i'm still always like thinking about stuff to write about but yeah yeah as i you know my and when i was a little younger and i was in high school and and even in college and stuff, I definitely, man, I used to write all the time, all of the time. Yeah. And so even though I still do just notes. Like, so it wasn't just a necessity, like, well, I want to write a song, so I got to write this. No, things. no, no. It was, it was really the best way for me to get my feelings out and yeah. to cope with reality and to cope with like the world, you know? Yeah. Well, I like journaling even now still, like, like you said, I, I, I should do it way more than I still do it. But like, if you've got just a, whether it's an emotion or it's just like something you're thinking about, like, I don't know how I stand on this. Am I over here? Am I over there? Sometimes if you force yourself to write something down and like think sequentially without your mind, just jumping all over the place, you can kind of, you can kind of get to a a place that you can't even just talking sometimes. Absolutely, man. I agree. hundred percent for me. That's how it was, man. That was, it's a great way to communicate to yourself realistically, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, I don't know if you have a fear of flying. I hate flying, but if I if I'm writing, doesn't matter. I don't even know I'm in the plane. Like some people I like are drunk. I can't do it. I gotta I gotta write the whole time I'm in the air. I like flying, but you know I migrated to you know to this country with my with my family, and I travel a lot. So flying is fun for me. I just pass out on planes. I'm just More like. Power to you. <laughs> uh, I had to fly on a plane one time. I was in the Navy for a little while and I had to fly on a plane for like nine hours straight and the seats were backwards and there were no windows. I, oh, the whole dude. time I was like, I can't tell what's going on, but everything feels wrong. That sounds terrifying. I will admit that. <laughs> yeah. Um, shoot. How much time you got, man? I don't want to, I don't want to keep you if you got uh, band obligations. Um, yeah, I think, I think I should probably kind of get going here because we were late to the studio anyway. And I think, Shane and Ryan probably want to fucking stab me in the face because we we were late here anyway. <laughs> we still got to do the rest of this. So, <clears throat> all right, man. Well, then uh, I guess just real quick, if there's anything that you want to say for the people listening, where they can find you on YouTube, on social media, anything that you guys might have coming up. Um, you know, you can find everything. The uh, Facebook Heartsick Band, uh, Instagram Heartsick Band. On YouTube, it's Heartsick Official. 
and uh, Bandcamp. It's Heartsick Band. Everything is basically Hearts Twitter, Heartsick Band. Um, so really easy. You know, just look up Heartsick Band and you're going to find like just mostly everything. On my personal socials, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. You can do, you know, my first and my last name, Alfonso Civilis. And you can find me like almost on anything. And I've got my personal page in which I trigger everybody all the time. And everybody just yells at me for fucking having an opinion that <laughs> is empathetic. Or, and if you can follow me on like my artist page, is this really fucking douchey that I have to do that? Cause I, I don't, I'm not cool. And I, I, people, I don't think I have an influence on anybody, but Facebook limits my friends and I'm like, I can't add any more people. So I started a fucking like, artist page and you can that's just like fonzie civilian you can go on there and i don't trigger people as much on that but i'm going to start to on purpose just because clearly the world is going insane and if you fucking ask people to not be assholes and empathetic they just lose their shit so <laughs> uh oh dude one thing i gotta say too that was just so funny to me now that you're talking about social media and whatnot is i was on your social media looking at some of the videos that were on there and I was like, oh, he's married? Clicked on your wife's thing. And there was this one picture of her. And underneath it, you wrote, I would do you so hard. And then like, there was, oh, yeah, old lady, there was this old lady underneath it who's like, I don't like this one. And in my mind, I was just like, I bet that's her, probably your aunt. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> Dude, I, I love my wife. And my wife, I think my wife is the most beautiful woman on earth. So I say all the, I say all the old dirty man things to my wife all the time. But that's. But that's the beauty of being married. Uh, they can't fucking, they can't yell at you for it because they're yeah. like, well, you're stuck with me. So, yeah. you know, you say it to a stranger. It's horrible. You say it to your wife. Yeah, yeah, like, no, oh, it's you sexual, sexual harassment. If you say to your wife, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, Hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm glad we we're finally to get with you. Uh, sure, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, I really hope that you guys are able to rock out soon. Um, me too. Because, man, I miss that energy. It's been a while. And I've seen, I won't throw bands under the bus because that's not cool. But I saw a band a couple of years ago that was huge in the metal community for a long time. And they just stood there the entire time. Nothing. Just stood there. And I was like, these guys are headlining an outdoor festival. People yeah. have been waiting for them all day. And they just stood there. I was like, yeah. man. Nope. Way of the world, man. We're just going to keep doing what we do and hopefully people notice, you know? Yeah, because I was going to say, man, the stage is almost falling apart by the time you guys are done on it. Good. It should be. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, keep putting out the good music, man. I'll keep listening to it and uh, hope to see you guys soon. Sure. Thank you so much, Jason. Your beard rocks. I wish I was as manly as you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs>